This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Maybe back in the New York groove. We're back in the studio groove here. <laughs> uh, I'm Dale Lally uh, here with Matt Williamson. This is the drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, uh, OTAs for 2021 are in the books. Yeah, how about that? Uh, Steelers will go will, will report for uh, minicamp next week. That will be Tuesday through Thursday. That will be at Heinz Field. Of course, closed to the public, but open to us. We'll be broadcasting. Yeah, there how about day. that? Big news for me, yeah. and especially. I haven't seen live football in a long time you know one thing i forgot to ask we had a little meeting about that today so we're doing shows tuesday wednesday thursday are we also doing our monday show no i I asked others about that no monday and friday next week tuesday wednesday thursday um from heinz field with football going on right around us well there you go breaking news on the drive (laughs) for everybody who likes to listen and i just found out as well so right so i've been doing I've been in studio every time anyone's listened to me, basically, since I've heard the word COVID. And (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been to practices and whatnot. You at least have. So I'm psyched to at least see something live. Yeah, I've I've been to the games. I've been to the practices. uh, Yeah. But this will be a first for you. So Yeah, I'm about ready. Get the trained eye down there and let you watch some stuff. Yeah. See some of these guys for the first time. Yeah, that's true, too. So we'll be up in the press box. So good stuff. Well, good vantage point. Because of that, I did want to talk about some things that maybe we've gleaned just from listening to what people have said about the uh, the OTAs. Mm-hmm. For example, yesterday we had Chooks Okorafor on a conference call or a Zoom call. Whatever it is now. Yeah, yeah a call. Uh, a call. And he was asked what the difference is between and, – and a lot, all the offensive linemen have been asked this who have been on, on the different calls. And I thought he summed it up the best. He said, you know, last year – we were asked. He said, "This year we're going to get more upfield this year." Okay. And then he said, "Last year we were asked to more um, hold the line." Gotcha. He said, "This year it's more attack, attack, attack." I've sure got that feeling. Yeah. Now, explain what that could mean for the layperson out there who's who's looking at this and going, well, "What's the difference?" I mean, see, I think uh, we talk about this a, a fair amount that I, their style of runs last year. I had We're a kind of passive. With. Passive is a word I use yeah. a lot, and that's not because motion or play action. We're out of the out of the the, the shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. Right. It's not like I'm asking them to have Bradshaw behind Webby with Blyer and Franco and split backs, you know, and yeah. run power all day long or whatever they did. Um, this it, it, it was too much. A lot of their runs were draws, for example, like. And really, I wish Wolf was sitting right here, like an old school guard. You know, yeah. will, will tell you, I don't want to be moving backwards. I right. do that enough in protection. I don't want to pass set when I'm block run blocking. I'm 320 pounds <laughs> and I'm a nasty dude. I want to get off the ball and put that guy on his butt and do it. Oh, and more importantly, I want to do it over and over and over. And if I start getting the better of him in the end of the second quarter, and then it's, he gets even more in the third and the fourth. I mean. That was Steeler football, and 
quote, Steeler football isn't NFL football anymore. I mean, I'm not begging for the days of Jerome, and I don't want him to go trade for Derrick Henry or, you know, that type of back. But I do think linemen want to come forward. Yeah, they want to fire off the ball and hit somebody. It's much... Think about it and this it pays way. Off. You would much rather hit somebody than be hit. Right. I mean, you're catching all day in protection <laughs> yeah, or draws or you're, whatever. You're, you're catching for 65 plays in uh-huh. a game. Uh, you know, and when uh, you need it in fourth and one, hasn't been there. You yeah. Know, like you need now, to... fire off the ball. Well, wait a second. I've just I just spent the last 48 plays. I've I've been moving backwards. Now you want me to go forward. Right. And the defensive line also. They start firing off has the been ball. firing off the ball coming right, forward right, right. because they know that against us, well, you're just going to. I'm just going to get upfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without question. So, I think that's really promising, and I do think the line play in the run game will reflect it. I mean, they may not be the most talented group in the world or whatever, but I think it'll pay off, and the run blocking as a whole will get better because of it. Um, I also like the, the players too. I'm not, I'm not selling those guys short. I think it's a pretty decent line all in all. But ask Zach Banner if he wants to go forward or backward. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty simple. That was going to be my next point. Like, everybody is caught up in, well, they lost these guys on the offensive line. Can't possibly be as good mm-hmm. as it was last year. Well, first of all, everybody was complaining about it last year. <laughs> right. So let's, let's, let's tap the brakes on that. You, you're complaining that the line isn't what the one was last year when you're right. complaining about what the line was last year. So it, changes could be good. Yeah, you know. I mean, I mean you're not cu- if they had come back with the same exact guys again this year, and said, "Okay, we're going to change up the scheme a little bit." All right, I'm I'm going to say, "Okay, that's that's a, at least a plan." It's at least a plan, but I don't know if it's a good plan. Right. That doesn't mean Pouncey's as explosive as he was at five 30, years yeah, ago. At 32, is he as is Villanueva at 32? Is he as explosive as you know? Can he do that? Right. These guys were the guys that were in place last year. For the previous five years, had been one of the best lines in the in the league. Yeah, it was blocking, end of an era. Blocking. They were first of all they were they were tasked with protecting Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. and for the most part over those previous five years, run blocking for Le'Veon Bell. Right. Who didn't? You didn't need the drive block for Le'Veon Bell. Exactly. I say that those two things complemented each other really, really yeah. well at the time because Bell was such a unique runner, and you know I'm sure a big reason that Bruce Arians is no longer here and Haley was way back when was Ben's getting hit too much, so let's build a line that protects more. Let's save our our biggest asset, and Ben might not still be playing if they didn't take that approach back then. And you happen to not luck into, but you're back also. Worked off of, you know. Uh, did that well. Did that, that was, really it was well. Good, it right. was good planning. And it I really was. I don't know that, because Le'Veon Bell had never show, really shown that before. I don't know if they lucked into it or not. I, yeah, know? I don't <laughs> know. I don't know if it was a chicken <laughs> right. or the egg thing. Right, but it all complemented each other yeah. quite well, you know. And now there's like a, now it, could you, be both. It's but, very you know. obvious there's a plan in place now, however. Big time. That, okay, you want, you want power blocking mm-hmm. with the power back. Without question. I also think athleticism is important too. Yeah, I, I do think they're going to be blocking in space more. Um, you know, maybe even to Chooks's point, firing off the ball is great, but when you fire off the ball, you got to go hit a, a many times. There's only two to three hundred pounders on the field on defense. You know, you're going to go find a, a moving object that's moving very fast that's 50, 60, 70 pounds lighter than you. You got to be able to move in space. You know, you got guys that have good shuttle times and things like that that can change direction at the second level. You know, that's going to be part of it too. Yeah. So I, I do think that 
while the national narrative is that, well, the Steelers' offensive line is really in flux, and we read the Barnwell piece earlier mm-hmm. this week, and Steelers could have four new starters on, on the offensive Well, not really. Four, or see, what did he say? He said four below-average starters. Okay. Four out of five below-average starters on their offensive I line. I think it would be a really good guard pairing. I do as well. For one, you know. Um, and I think that it's going to be I, – I think a different blocking style will play well with this group's talents. I think it will help with Chooks. I definitely think it'll help with Banner. Yeah, you know who we didn't play last year, but fits him, and absolutely with Green. Yeah, and Finney. And Finney. Come to think, or, of it. Yeah, you know, right. whoever, like they've had some of their best running days when BJ Finney has played mm-hmm. in the past. And I know Dotson held up really well in protection, but his mo coming out of school was a basher. Yeah, you know, run downhill. Yeah. yeah, I mean, get off the ball and nastiness to him, big body guy. So yeah, I mean, I think any line would tell you that. You know, yeah, they, they, that's what they want to do. And even the, even the previous line, those guys would tell you, hey, we want to we want to fire forward, but that's mm-hmm. that's not what they were asked to do. No, and for the most part, the offense was very successful it during worked, their yeah. stint. You know, yeah, and having an AB helped, and you know all these things too. But that's who you have, and uh, you paint the barn red. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was going to be my next subject. I'm glad you brought that up. Because for so many years, we saw a Steelers offense that was predicated on, hey, we just got better guys than you do. Their Jimmys and Joes were better than the guys They're, they lined yeah. up with a lot. Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and Martavis Bryant and Bell. These mm-hmm. these skill players were better than most of the guys that they were lining up against. And it was a top five offensive line, and Ben was humming. You know, yeah. Right. Now I think we're going to see a little more scheme-driven type things. We've heard that. Yes. You know, we, uh, when, when somebody, I can't remember who it was now. It might have been... Uh, a B.J. Finney or maybe it was B.J. Finney, I want to say. Okay. Who said that, you know, Matt Canada is going to scheme this up so that we get good matchups in terms of how we run the football. Mm-hmm. And we heard some of the receivers talk about, he's you know, we're going to move guys around to get the matchups we want sure. on the football field. Um, that wasn't always the case with the Steelers. It's like, okay, no. here we are. We're not they're, – Again, it goes back to their very very small play action very, very numbers. Small. Right, very, right, right. Very minuscule. Right. They didn't worry about it because their guys were better. Those guys were better. Which sounds like a negative today when you're sitting here talking about it. Like, well, what if they would have schemed it up? It worked. I mean, yeah. moving the ball and scoring points at a high level in this, this you didn't, league is You hard. didn't need to do things to free up Antonio Brown. No, right, right, right. He freed right. himself up. He freed himself up. In double up. coverage a lot of times. Like, you were explaining that, and I'm sitting here thinking – Peyton Manning's considered the most cerebral and, you know, smartest quarterback going. And when he was in his prime with the Colts, Marvin was on the right, Reggie was on the left. They used first-round picks, like, every year on receivers and Dallas Clark and Joseph Adai and Edron James and even the Gonzalez kid out of Ohio State. Yeah, Gonzalez. And he had a good left tackle and – he didn't have any pre-snap motion. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? He just walked and up the line of scrimmage. Right. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Read that defense and executed and r- rinse, repeat over and over and over. But if he didn't have Marvin and Edge and Dallas Clark and, you know, he would have had to scheme things up a lot yeah. more. And they did that a little bit more in Denver. You know, I mean, so there's different ways to approach it. And last year, I think we kind of hit the, uh, the sell by cross. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, AB wasn't here. They have good receivers, but not the best receiver in the league. Uh, the back situation was obviously a problem, um, and their line wasn't dominant. So it, they still moved the ball well, contrary to popular belief. It wasn't a bad offense when it was all said and done. No, it, if you look at the overall numbers, it, right? It, you know, if it was 
it was decent for a team that had no running game, mm-hmm. none. Um, I mean, yeah. it wasn't one of the worst offenses in the league. No, last yeah. memories of it weren't wonderful. Correct, you know, without doubt, and it, it didn't adapt throughout the season particularly well, and defenses did, but you know, it, there's it, it's not that going. My point was going stronger scheme and less execution isn't necessarily right versus going heavy execution and less scheme, depending what cards you have in your hand. And now I do think, I don't say they're behind the times the last couple of years, but they've been at the bottom of the league and play action and low in motion and things like that too. And I, I forget who says this, but the, the league does give you these free gifts that you're allowed to do motion. You're, you know, it really, there's no detriment to doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So take the gifts and see what goes, see what happens. And that's why Matt Canada's in charge now. Yeah, and, you know, if you look at who the hot coaching hires have been the last few years, well, you got to hire a Sean McVay guy because he was— Shanahan system. Yeah, Shanahan, yeah, right, right, right. you know, these guys that, that do the things that the Steelers are going to be doing now. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they didn't get a guy who comes from those schemes to run their offense. No. But they're going to do similar things. They're going to do similar things. I mean, it, it's still um, keeping balance—putting the defense in conflict, you know, I mean— Get, this motion makes your linebacker take just a – this leans to the right a little bit more than he would have, and then you get a better angle with the blocking. And you know, uh, Baltimore is not a Shanahan-based offense, but they do things very well that way with yeah. a little bit of misdirection this way, and then they have a 280-pound tight end coming at you on a good angle, and you can't get quite away, and that, that gap opens it up. just gives you a gap. Just, just a running little back bit, yeah. And explosive athletes hit it. So I, I think that – Things needed to change. Apparently, Coach Tomlin agreed. You know, he plays against these teams every year. I mean, th- that's a, a side note, but I think fans uh, don't understand. Like, oh, the Steelers are so old school, they don't realize how the league's going. Well, they play against Shanahan schemes every week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the defense, you know, they see they it. See it. They yeah. see it. They know what the league's doing. You yeah. know, it's not they're so set in their ways. No, it's just it's, making these changes isn't easy either, you know, especially with a quarterback who's been successful. Right. You don't change. You don't fix what's broken. Right, right. And the last time we saw Ben Roethlisberger on the field before last year was in 2018. Mm -hmm. And they had a lot of success throwing the football. Absolutely. Right. It was one of the best passing games in the league. So why would you change that? Right. And even last year, what? They won a lot of games in a row. In week yeah, eight, we're week talking about this. They, they went twelve and four. I know, right? It's we're like, talking about this team. Four and twelve. Teams. Yeah, like it, like it's the bottom of the barrel. That's what dry, like some of the narratives that I see out there nationally. Well, the Steelers are yeah, one of the least talented teams in the league. Are you are you out of your mind? Right. I mean, <laughs> I said there was one the one clown actually wrote that if if not for Mike Tomlin, the Steelers would be one of the one of the five worst teams in the league. No. Like, what are you talking yeah, about? What are you talking about? I don't see that's that just at all. to get a reaction out of Steeler fans. I would imagine. I mean, that sounds like clickbait to me. Um, I don't usually go down this road either, and I'm not making excuses for some of the things Ben did last year. But he was also coming off a major surgery and Correct. didn't play the year before too. You know, and it was a COVID year. You know that everybody dealt with, but it was, you know, no preseason. I mean, it was an odd year for every team. So I just think that Tomlin, in particular, and this organization might startle some folks with how well they play this year on that side of the ball. You know, four first, the first four picks are all on that side of the ball. Like, they got some different dudes in there and some talented young ones. Yeah. That leads me – I'm glad you brought that up because it leads me to my next point. It's almost uh, like we rehearsed this. Almost. <laughs> but we never do. But it's like 
Roethlisberger, everybody forgets that Roethlisberger was coming back from a major, major yeah, an advanced elbow stage. surgery sure. at an advanced stage. He's rehabbing that the entire offseason. We heard, we heard from him uh, two weeks ago, or last week, I should say, and he's talking about how, you know, last year he was throwing the ball every day, mm-hmm. uh, you know, up to 1,000 passes a day to, to see wow. where the arm was at. You know, I'm, th- I'm out there throwing, 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 throwing because he had to rehab his arm. Okay. And he admits that he wore down toward the end of the season. Sure. Is and- it, does this shock anybody? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, we talk about this a lot, too. Like, I think, you know, like, it, it, I, I heard something like Ed Bouchette put something out there that, boy, Ben's throwing the ball much better than he did last year. I haven't been down there. You know, whatever. I, well, I hope neither he has Ed, but that's okay. – <laughs> That's neither here nor there. And I think that's you wonderful news. You can watch the news. videos. Okay, yeah. I mean, I get, and I hope that's true, and I bet that's wonderful news. And in, in next week, if I'm watching Ben throw, and it's coming out fast and looks great and there's a lot of velocity on it, wonderful. But I'm not going to overreact to it because I think, especially with old quarterbacks, this is a marathon. This isn't a sprint. You know, I expect him to throw the ball well in September, you know, and, and certainly in camp. Can he still in December when the winds are howling and he's got – you know, 12 games under his belt, and he's been hit, and is that arm holding up? But contrary to popular belief, I didn't think he had poor arm strength. The strength last wasn't year. the like. I don't get this. Everyone just assumes that the arm. Well, shot he only he's his, old. His, you know, his his a dot was only uh, right. you know, this, so therefore he couldn't throw the football down the field. I don't think that no. was the issue. I don't think the protection was there. He struggled with some accuracy issues down the field. A lot, right. I don't think he controlled the football as well. And we saw that, you know, Mike Tomlin referenced that a couple of times last year in training camp when they were at Heinz Field. Somebody asked, you know, what, how does how's the ball look uh, coming out of Ben's hands? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I'm seeing a little – I would like to see a little tighter spiral. Well, that's where that kind of stuff shows up at. Yeah. And I think a lot of people kind of brush that off too. Like, oh, that's kind of funny. He's just, you know – but no, you want to see a better spiral. You yeah, know, you can control the ball a lot better when it's not fluttering. It's, it's not also going to get easier. caught up in the wind. It's 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 also much easier to catch. Right, it's a much more catchable ball. It just shows better control from the tips of your toes to your fingertips and every step of the way, and how that comes out of your hand. You know, and uh, he traditionally is not a fluttering guy. You know, right. fluttering passer. Peyton Manning kind of was at times. At you the know? end, it, especially. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, um, but I didn't think the balls lost a lot of velocity, you know. I mean, no. I still think he can load up and not just throw the deep ball down the sideline, but throw the comeback in the middle of the field and those type of things. You know? Yeah, we saw that in the playoff game. Right. Like, the last time we saw him on the field in the playoff game, he was throwing for, like, 400-plus, whatever it was. <laughs> right, like, And right. they were they were deep throws down the field. They weren't dump-offs that whoever the well, running Cleveland back was just time, giving them, yeah. Right. No, they, he was throwing the ball down the field. Right, absolutely. You know, and short stuff to the – the running backs, they weren't getting a lot of yardage after the catch and those type of things. I mean, they weren't cheap yards necessarily. You know? yeah. So um, I, I do think he'll be a better passer this year. I don't care what the reports are or what I see next week. I expect him because he was such a talented passer in his prime. He's so gifted as a passer that, I mean, he hasn't been 100%. He hasn't been at that level for a while. Neither has Away, or the, I mean, the, the, best the initial arm injury seen. was in 2015. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, he's, he's been, been, deal- he'd been dealing with that thing. Time. I just wonder, you know, when guys have sur- a surgery like that, did it take some time? Did, did you know? Did the was the ulnar nerve? Affected? See, that's what I think is he just didn't have the same feel. Did, in your yeah, hands did he have some, and, some right, you know, numbness in his in his you know 
fingers that, that, mm-hmm. that affected him? Is that now back? I because I've watched him throw the football right. uh, throughout the, the, the course of these, these OTAs, and I can tell you for a fact that he's throwing the football better than he did yeah. last year. And which is very, very encouraging. I don't think we should overreact to that because I want to see it in December I want to see it on still. the field, yeah. Yeah, and when he, after some hits and all those things. Um, I'm sure that he will not throw the ball off-platform as well as he did when he was 25. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. But he, he now is so much better above the neck that you make up for those things. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've watched him, and he's he, even on, like, just goofing around, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- throw a quick out, and he'll drop down to, to sidearm to throw it, and things of that nature mm-hmm. when he's up top most of the time. Those are arm strength throws. That's all arm, yeah. And he's 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 making he those throws. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, on Again, the money, yeah. His baseline is, is just so gifted. Yeah. It's, you know, Drew Brees was a really accurate thrower, but he was not a great arm talent. Ben's in a remarkable arm talent that 80% of that is still more than enough, you know, where Brees fell off a cliff. You know, yeah. Peyton was not a great arm talent. And when you start to drop, you know, his, his, his starting point was way worse. Yeah. You know? So, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, last year, all the reports on Ben, you were just happy that he was throwing the football. 365 days ago? Yeah. yeah. Right. At this right. time, 365 days ago, we're reacting to video of him throwing the football to guys on his own at whatever high school they were throwing. Right, right, right. Okay, well, it seems like a long time ago, but that's exactly what was true. Yeah, because we hadn't ago. seen him yet. We didn't right. see him actually in person throw a football until training camp last year. <laughs> right. So you're just like, hey, he looks good. He's throwing the football. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, now right. you're looking for the nuances with it, and I've seen the nuances. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You forget how... The where the world was just one year ago, and reminds me like when Andrew Luck's coming back. I think he's throwing a tennis ball now. Now he's throwing a Nerf ball. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we're just guessing. I mean, you remember how shocked we were? It was December, uh, or no, I'm sorry, it was February of 2020 when he went for his his recheck out in in California, and all of a sudden they they had video of him tossing a football. Like, oh, because wow, he wow, wasn't supposed yeah. to do that at that yeah, point. Exactly. So we're surprised that a year after that, not even a year after that, mm-hmm. he hadn't even been throwing a football for a year at that point for their playoff yeah. game. He was 11 months out from tossing a football for the first time. Yeah. And we're surprised that his arm wasn't all the way back yet. I know we're talking Steelers, and I'm going to get right back to this point, but it's like people that killed Tua for his rookie year, this time last year... He couldn't walk. He couldn't walk. <laughs> yeah. He had a Bo Jackson hip injury that you only see in car accidents. And we weren't sure, you know, is, is he going to be ready for camp? Are we going to see anything from this guy? And he struggles a little as a rookie. And, oh, they should have drafted a quarterback. He stinks. This guy's terrible. You <laughs> yeah. know, like... Move he, on from him. Trade him for somebody. <laughs> right. Draft one of these new guys. And we did... You know, there were a lot of people think he would not play a snap as a rookie. Like, you got to remember, you know, like... Kyler Murray, for example, you know, at this stage of his rookie year, he had been drafted two months, just like everyone else or whatever, and he's mini camping and whatnot. But a couple months before that, he was an Oakland A. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, he's like playing he was outfield, a baseball player. Yeah. You know, right? I mean, you got to remember, put all these things in context. One year at times, not that much. And I know the NFL is not for long, and things go fast, and you can get washed away quick. But just remember where Ben was one year ago. Yeah, I think that's the the key point to this whole subject. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he still has the talent to, to get this done. Um, You've been around him, and I'm not going to speak for you, but I know he's an unbelievably proud and competitive human being. And I don't think he comes back if he thinks he's going to embarrass himself on the field. No. 
And no. he's got enough money in the. I mean, I'm sure people are like, well, there's 20 million reasons or 40 million reasons. He's got enough money. I he mean, I don't think he wants to come back. Right, right, right. Exactly. Like, I don't think he comes back if he doesn't think he has it. Yeah. You know? No, I, I agree. Uh, the, the final thing I wanted to talk about real quickly here is the idea that somehow the Steelers' secondary is now going to fall apart because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Stephen Nelson and, Hilton. and Mike Hilton are no longer here. And, and the, the Steelers would not have cut Stephen Nelson. They could have cut somebody else. They could have gone a different direction with right. that. They chose yeah, I cut. don't think they regret that move. Stephen Nelson, like I think that was in the cards, and because they still cap space. I mean, they they weren't in such, they weren't in cap hell. Yeah, they didn't necessarily have to make that move. Mm-hmm. Um, now it certainly freed up some some you know gave them some additional cap space. Oh right, but right, they right. could have made some different moves. They could have extended Joe Hayden or done some things you know that, that would have right. freed up that cap space in a different way. And I don't think either of us are implying that Nelson was a bad player. No, I'm not you know, at all. Right, right. You know, or had it, to go, or you know. But it goes back to they a they want Cam Sutton mm-hmm. to have every opportunity to start on the outside. B I don't think that they felt Stephen Nelson would handle that real well. Okay, I mean, there's a locker room component. There's to a it locker all, room right. component there that, and Stephen Nelson's a very proud guy. Mm-hmm. And and I think they want to make sure Joe Hayden was here. They want to make if you're sure making the decision yeah. between the two. Yeah, locker room probably had something to do with it. And and C, I think they like what they have in uh, Justin Pierre and Ju- or James Pierre and Justin Lane. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, I think they feel like they've got something there that they're going to let those two guys compete. Yeah, and they don't feel that that's going to be a, a huge drop off, uh, you know, from what they've had with those guys. Oh, by the way, um, the kid that they got out of uh, Michigan State, uh, Shakur yeah. Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave him a twenty-five thousand dollars signing bonus. Yeah, they did. That's I looked it up. Is that that's the most they've ever given? That's the most they've given up at least in the last ten years. And then that's the most ever because nobody yeah, got more. Because nobody than got back more then. than that back then. The, the the most before that they gave Ola Denny in twenty seventeen, I believe it was, uh, fifteen grand. Okay, I mean, I, I mean, you you story. signed those guys. You I, you I, did I that job. Say I had ten grand to sign three receivers <laughs> for the Browns, and I gave. Nine of it to Josh Cribbs, and right. I forget who the other two dudes were. But anyway, I've told that story before. That's what you, that's how you prioritize it, right? His Obviously, they prioritize right. Shakur Brown. Exactly, and they gave him more than anybody. And we've seen a couple of those this year around the league. Like, there's been a couple of these undrafted free agents that got more than that even around the league that were brand name guys that, for whatever reason, you didn't draft. Maybe because you took somebody else to that position, or there's an injury, or you just weren't sure, or whatever. But I do think he's going to be. Not, I mean, he, not that he's guaranteed a roster spot, right. but they have plans for that guy. Yeah, you, know? you don't you don't spend that kind of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like another draft pick, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like you're buying a, an eighth round pick. Yeah. Um, I do think, and he's certainly part of this situation. They're they're searching for another slot guy. Yes. I mean, I, th- I think that's if we have a normal camp and we're all let's pretend we're all going to be in Latrobe and. Talking around the the water cooler and over burgers and pizzas and beverages and all that stuff, and you guys are writing stories. I bet a lot of it will center around which of these under six feet corners play better week day to day. You know, oh he's running with the ones now he's running with the ones. All it's these guys not the ones, necessarily so, you know. a, a corner. Um, you know, they 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 signed, True. True. They signed Arthur Millette. Um, mm-hmm. He's you know he's going to play some safety as well. They they. Uh, they, they made a couple of these signings that, frankly, I don't know much about, and I'm excited to watch. 
but have played in the league. Yeah. yeah. They're not just nobodies. Right. Right. Another guy to keep an eye on there is Antoine Brooks. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, maybe he lines up on Andrews or Ingram or the receiving you a, a bigger, tight end. A type. bigger nickel kind mm-hmm. of package with a you know with more of a safety type, uh, who's got a little more size to him in that slot package. Yeah, I, I don't expect this to be the case, but I was asked a bunch when uh, Malik Ho- or when what's his first name Hooker the safety. yeah Malik Hooker Malik Hooker right um, was here like well how would they use him I'm like well he would be Minka's backup as a free safety. But maybe you might see some snaps where Minka comes down and plays a slot, and you have three three safeties on the field. Right. Hooker Hooker's not going to do that, but if by chance they sign a, a free safety like him, maybe Minka. I would hate to take him out of center field, yeah. but ten snaps comes down against Kelsey. You he know, plays, when you, when I mean, and he played great, like that last year. He played, yeah. I think, it was right around a hundred snaps in the slot well, last sense. year. But that you're just walking. That's you're just walking down the, you know, you're playing man, so you're yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to walk him down and cover this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a star tight end coming to town or a big receiver, you know, you might want that guy on him. Yeah. You know? So there's some options. It's all about the options, and they've got a bunch. Um, it's not the, they have the a bunch, right? It's not the train wreck that I think a lot of again nationally think mm-hmm. that well, it's Joe Hayden and a bunch of uh, no names. And our listener won't know these names, and I don't know these names very well yet, but they're not nobodies. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But uh, that's going to do it for this segment. So, for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Breck here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.